I'm sorry, everyone. We have to pause because Meryl is whining at the door. Meryl. Meryl's being a diva right now. Meryl is being a diva. Meryl's always a diva. Meryl. Meryl. Be on total divas, Meryl. Yeah, oh my God. Anyway. Wrestlesplania, the podcast where I, Kath Barbadoro, a wrestling fan, explain wrestling to my friend Rachel Millman, a new wrestling fan. What's up, Rachel? Uh, not too much. Just happy to re- be recording this today on a weirdly weathered Monday, as usual. Yeah. Um, um, oops. Sorry. <laughs> you go. I was going to talk about the weather, but then I was like, oh, we shouldn't talk about anything topical. Yeah. But no one gives a shit about the weather. But it's April and it snowed. Yeah, it's just it's bullshit. It's an <laughs> annoying bullshit. It's a weird day. I I I always feel bad being a New York re- a New York City resident talking about weather because then everybody gets really mad that you are telling them about your weather because none of the rest of the country cares. Right. It's like, oh, people in New York act like they're the center of the universe. It's like, bitch, I talk about the weather wherever I am. Yeah. Well, like, I am aggressively dull. I think I am aggressively dull. I also think that there's a weird knee-jerk backlash that's a little too overcompensating where whenever anybody who's in New York is like, oh yeah, you know, the snow is kind of fucking up my commute. Like, they can say something really mild and then somebody will be like, I'm muting all tags. Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> we got it. Like, I'm perfectly willing to hear about Midwest weather. It's just that everyone there is too polite. That's that's the hardest promo I'll ever cut. I will on say the Midwest. I get it. Too I, polite. I will say I get it because when I lived in Austin, I was like definitely annoyed by people doing it. I did. I will admit I did start a very short-lived uh, Twitter account called "It's Raining in LA," and it would just auto retweet everyone who tweeted about it raining in that LA. That was you. Yeah, that was me. That was fantastic <laughs> content. It was, was short lived, but it was, a, it was a good idea. I used to get really pissy when every single person in New York City would Instagram the same rainbow because yep. it was just like, I'm also looking at it. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the weather report. Yeah. Thank you for listening. The weather report from Bushwick that we all know you definitely care about. Yep, uh, we've discussed. Everybody cares. Yeah. But today we're talking uh, about a very special topic near and dear to our hearts. I, I'm excited to do this because I think this is going to be less me explaining to you and maybe you more explaining to me because mm-hmm. today we are talking not about physical, actual in-ring wrestling. But mental wrestling. But <laughs> basically the same thing, which I think we'll get into. We're talking about Total Divas this week. Yeah, and for those who don't know, uh, Total Divas is the sort of, I guess you could say tie-in. It is the reality show on the E! Network about WWE's Divas. Although that's kind of loose too, because some of them are just like wives of wrestlers. Yeah, so there. it's funny because this show, it's called Total Divas, which is a holdover from when women on the WWE roster used to be called divas. Now they are not. Now they are superstars just like the men. But this show is still total divas. Equality is here. <laughs> um, and this show is, it's interesting because it does air on E, but it is WWE produced. So it is made by the same people who make Raw and SmackDown and... NXT and main event and everything. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. That was the other big thing that I got from this is when I, you had me watch the episode that we watched, uh, I noticed that it wasn't the same sort of like dramatic E beats to it per episode. It's a little different and we're going to get into that, obviously. Um, but it's fun. It's, it's good reality TV because, I mean, 
again, not to malign this thing that we're all here because we enjoy in some capacity, wrestling is reality TV. Yeah. Also, wrestling is anime, but that's going to be a different episode. (laughs) Wrestling is a lot of things. Yeah. But one of the things that it is, is reality TV. Mm -hmm. And so we were talking about this. So the episodes we watched, if anybody's curious, we watched um, episodes from this past season, season seven, which I've seen a few of the earlier seasons, but not really that much of it. Like an episode here or there. I've watched all of season seven. Um, We watched the episode where uh, all the ladies go to Cabo for... Nikki Bella's engagement party. Mm-hmm. She gets engaged to John Cena, and so they all go um, and get real buck wild, and it's real fun. And then we watch an episode uh, later in the season where uh, Rusev takes Lana to Bulgaria, and they go house hunting, and Nikki gets on Dancing with the Stars, and Carmella and Big Cass move to Florida. Those are the things that happen. Yeah. So if you're wondering, those are the episodes we those watched. Those are the episodes we watched. I found them to be, it was not what I expected, definitely, because you hear, like, wrestling reality show, and you hear the E! Network, and you're basically thinking, like, that meme photo of Kim Kardashian buff has come to life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that photo. It's a really good photo. I really <laughs> love that series. It's just, there's something that's really wonderful about it. Um, but I mean, I just, uh, to get ahead of this, I am, um, I am not like a lifelong reality show fan. I kind of got into them a couple years ago because I realized like, I mean, when you're 19 and you like to say, like, oh, I don't watch Real Housewives, like, I saw the most recent Tarantino, and then you get over yourself for saying really dumb right. statements like that. You're, you're, it's very, like, I'm not like other girls. Oh, yeah, shit. and that's just part of being 19, is that yeah, you think 100%. that that behavior is cute. Um, but, like, I remember I had roommates who would watch Real Housewives, and I would always walk past, and, like, all the reunions were always, like, three hours of screaming that I didn't understand (laughs) um but a couple years ago I watched a season of The Bachelor and I was like oh this is actually really funny um and you and I both love short-lived beautiful shooting star of a reality show pretty wild oh man (laughs) really like it reaches heights that heretofore unseen in the genre of reality TV. It really it's so good. was ahead of its time. It really was. It was so funny. If you don't know what Pretty Wild is, Pretty Wild was this show on E! about these two girls who just like grew up in, I think, Beverly Hills? Some hills. Some, some Hollywood hills. LA related, Beverly Hills, Hollywood Hills related things who were just like, you know, young and free and the one of their moms homeschooled them. It was, <laughs> ostensibly it was supposed to be about their sort of like attempts to become famous yeah was the original premise of the show yeah but as filming began one of the girls in it was uh gotten some legal trouble for being a member of the bling ring um which if you don't remember which you should because it's the best story really ever um the movie about it was not that great i feel like pretty wild is way better than the bling ring movie i still haven't seen it it's I, not that good I, yeah i mean i feel like it. it'll just be like if you got like big lots to make a sofia coppola movie yeah yeah it's not great um especially if you're like someone who loves the story like i like, I want to make a Bling Ring movie, so, like, I don't like it. Yeah. But, anyway, the Bling Ring was a group of, like, sexy teens from was, the Hollywood Hills. Who were very rich, by the way. Very rich and very um, celebrity and status conscious. And so they 
were breaking into famous people's houses and taking stuff, not for their its material value, but because it belonged to famous people. Yeah, like they would get off on wearing Lindsay Lohan's stolen like brown leather jacket to the club or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They basically break into people's like walk-in closets and like try on all their clothes, and then they like they stole like. Miranda K- Orlando Bloom's wife's like purse. You know yes. what I mean? The it was also really notable because it's the one time I've ever felt bad for Paris Hilton. Yeah, because they broke into Paris Hilton's they house. They burglarized Paris Hilton's home and they took things from and like you don't Paris Hilton has everything. Like wh- or why should we ever like give a shit? But she, the way she spoke about it was like these were heirlooms, these were my grandmother's, they were in my family for years. Yeah. This is not just a this is not just a possession I had. This is something I can never get back. And the way she talked about it was like, I feel bad for Paris Hilton. (laughs) But it was, but Pretty Wild was about these two girls. And also there's an incredible, like the mom, do you remember the mom on Pretty Wild? Yeah. She's gooned out of her mind. Yeah, she's so fucked up. It's so dark. And like, it's about, yeah, her Alexis Nyers, the Bling Ring members, like legal trouble. And it's just a huge clusterfuck. It's really good. Highly recommend it. It's only nine episodes, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, wor- it's worth seeking out and watching and then reading the Vanity Fair article uh, about the bling ring that figures prominently in a very iconic scene from Pretty yes. Wild that I don't want to spoil for anybody, but it's very good. And then I think, I don't remember, I think it was Vice did an interview with the one girl from the bling ring who was on the show years later where she talks about what was actually going on during the filming that show, which is that she was smoking $10,000 worth of heroin a week yeah. all while filming. So... <laughs> It's a great show. Uh, Long story short, we had high expectations for Total Divas based on our (laughs) shared love of E's uh, reality entertainment programming. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of the show. I mean, it's not like... it's. I'd rather watch actual wrestling, but, like, it's fun. It's very fun. Everybody on it... We say this about John Cena all the time. I feel like it's true of everybody on this show, particularly the Bella Twins. Everybody on the show is very good at their job. They yeah. know what they're doing. Yeah. It's very, like we said, professional wrestling is reality TV. This is such a natural progression. But there are things, because I was saying to you, I was talking to you about this. Um, so in the episodes we watched, we watched one of the Bella twins. It was Nikki Bella, right? Nikki Bella's John Cena's wife. Yes. She's the one with the big fake boobs. Yes. Okay. Um, Nikki Bella's kind of engagement party in Cabo with all of the other girls, probably not who are entirely on the roster, but are definitely like, hello, we are cast well, members of the show. So there's, yeah, so there's uh, women who are on Total Divas. It's not everybody on the women's roster. No. It's like certain ones of them signed deals to be on Total Divas. So, yeah, it's like on this season, it's like Alexa Bliss is there. Uh, we didn't watch any episodes with Nia Jax, but she's in it. Yeah, I saw she Naomi, was Naomi, uh, Natty, who figures prominently into this episode, who's the best. Uh, <laughs> Lana. Yeah, so it's it's a bunch yeah. of them. Um, have uh, Bailey and Sasha ever been on it? I think Sasha might have been on it like a few seasons ago. Yeah. No, but like, uh, they have not been like, prominent characters I don't think so yeah this is it's an interesting structure too because it's it's again there's been so many comparisons to the bachelor but it's very much akin to that because everything within the bachelor at this point is a self-contained universe Mm -hmm. you like the only people you bring that in that are new are like the very first people who are auditioning to get on the bachelor or the bachelorette right yeah and even then sometimes 
not. Sometimes they go back in from other seasons and grab people to come back. But it's all from the same, like, pool of It's people. all the same pool. Um, and, of course, there's so much intersection there and probably, like, incestuous is the best way to put it. Uh but so like they they're all wives uh so it's just like you know you go on the bachelor and then you go on bachelor in paradise and then if you're lucky you become the bachelorette right on a later season yeah on a later season um so there was i thought it was interesting because i didn't know this about the mrs wife i just assumed she was a wrestler she's maurice is not yeah so she i mean she's a performer with wwe she's in the company but she does not physically wrestle so she's a valet probably yeah yeah okay i well first of all i love that her that hers in the miz's house is called chateau marmiz they're so good they're just like we were talking about the extent to which people live the gimmick on total divas and how some people are sort of in character as the wrestling characters and some people aren't miz and maurice fucking live the gimmick like they are so who they are on tv yeah i mean and it's like they're so who they are on tv on this other show that's also on tv like they they definitely there's a lot of there's consistency between all of their sort of products but that makes sense to me because the miz has wanted to be a wrestler for so long and is so dedicated to it that of course he lives it he the way he lives his life in a, in like an entertainment format is oh, such yeah. a through line. Oh yeah, and of course, and he's so literate of how to be on reality TV even before he was on yeah. WWE. I mean, like he obviously he comes from real world. Yeah, like, that's where he started, and then he got into WWE because he was on Tough Enough. Yeah, so he's been on reality shows like this is old hat to him. He and Maurice have a spin out coming out, spin off coming out. Oh yeah, because they're having a baby, right? Yeah, guess what it's called. <sighs> God, I don't know. I You're going to be really excited when I tell you. Uh, I don't just tell me because I'm thinking like Mamory or whatever because she's <laughs> having a baby. It's called Ms. and Mrs. <laughs> oh, my God. Is that really good? It's, it's perfect. It's so I was good. way overthinking it. <laughs> of course, it's something that base level. Yeah. Yeah. So on this one, um, they all go to Cabo and stay in this big mansion for Nikki Bella's engagement party. She gets him. Engaged to John Cena, which we don't really see in this episode, but I'm pretty sure they got engaged at WrestleMania, which is like just <laughs> perfect. I mean, and again, it's all worked, you yeah. know, but like there was a big public uh, proposal at WrestleMania and then they all go to Cabo for for a party. And the party is uh, some might say spoiled, some might say enhanced by I'm going to go with enhanced <laughs> by uh, two troublemakers, uh, Lana, who if you watch WWE, you may know as Rusev's wife. Um, she on WWE speaks with like a Russian accent. Um, she always wears these like kind of crazy figure skating looking costumes. She also has like the coolest fucking theme. It's kind of sad that she doesn't actually wrestle very often because her theme rules. But anyway, that's Lana. And then Lana and Natalia are fighting. Natalia, again, if you watch WWE, she's the one she wears like cat ears a lot. Um, she comes from like a wrestling family. Uh, she, her dad was a member of the Hart Foundation. So she's sort of like a dynasty lady. And she is one of the more senior veterans. Yeah. Um, on the women's roster, but also on the show, which is kind of what figures into their feud. Yeah. I, what I was going to ask is because it's Total Divas, was it more actual wrestlers in the first season? And now it's kind of like, metamorphized into like basketball wives but wrestling no i mean there have always been people on it who are like adjacent i mean the bulk of the people on the show are wrestlers yeah like there's a a handful that don't but like 
Natty Russell's, uh, um, Naomi, the Bellas did. I mean, they're retired now, but like they were, you know, they were getting in the ring. Alexa, like most of yeah. the people are wrestlers. This made me like Alexa a lot. I know she's an in-ring heel, but she's very, very likable on this show. Yeah, it's interesting because like as we were talking about this before we started recording, but some people on this show, like Natty is a heel on SmackDown. Yeah. And she's a heel on Total yeah. Divas. And Lana is a heel. And like they're... They're playing into those characters on the show. But then, like, Alexa, who is such a fun, uh, like, bad guy. She's a great bad guy. She's, yeah, she has such fun characterization as, like, this snotty little bitch. (laughs) Is, like, super chill on Total Divas and, like, seems really sweet. Is, like, very reserved. Yeah. And it's, so it's interesting just the way that, like, some people sort of play it up and some people don't. Also, seeing her not in in in-ring makeup shows how much the makeup artist must not like her for whatever (laughs) reason. So I want to know what she did. I think think her in-ring makeup works for her. Like, it's not makeup I would wear. I think it's that the under eye eyeliner is a little too much for me. But she wears I, like really heavy. Even when she like does it for Total Divas, like I, her makeup is too heavy. I like when she just isn't wearing any. She's yeah. so pretty. She's really pretty. I feel like a mom. I'm like, let people see your beautiful eyes, Alexa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 You're wearing so much. Uh, so it is interesting to see how each individual on this is using the show how they want to because there's definitely girls on it that are using it to be like okay this is an extension of my character but then there is the second half which is here I am as the individual product Mm -hmm. here is me advancing my personal branding like Maurice is advancing her personal branding which is very smart Mm because they have their own show now um, I would say that the Bella Twins are very much enhancing their personal branding yeah and And they have a spinoff too so they're very good at this and I think this season Nikki Bella actually gets a producer credit now. So like clearly they are, you know, using this as like a jumping off point for like entrepreneurial stuff. Yeah. And you were telling me, cause I asked, does John Cena really factor into this? Cause he's not in a lot of the episodes I watch. So basically he's kind of like the Kanye of their yeah, universe. Yeah, he kind of comes in and out. Yeah, but like Kanye isn't really on the Kardashians that much. Yeah. If, as far as I know. Because I don't actually... I, He's like disgust, but he like very rarely, if ever, makes an appearance. Yeah, I mean, you just... Mostly you hear about Kanye by Kim leaning her one elbow on a couch and going, Kanye. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't actually... I watch some Kardashians, but I don't watch it in order of the mythos. It's usually whenever I'm babysitting at somebody's house and the yeah. kid is asleep, I'll it's just a, like, turn holding- on e. It's a, like, folding laundry at my parents' house type. Oh, yeah. And it's great for that. Oh, it's perfect for that. Oh, absolutely. I, like, I know the Kardashians are, like, very problematic for very legitimate reasons, but Chloe is also a mastermind (laughs) at being on reality TV, so it happens. Uh, (laughs) But, so, it's, uh, it's, so, this show is cool, too, because it kind of showcases the very cynical but smart moves of McMahon and the WWE family to include this because they want to get, they want to tap into a demographic that they don't have, which is women and specifically non-tomboy women, women (laughs) who watch E, women who watch Real Housewives. And this is how he is bringing them in. And you were telling me that you know people who have watched Total Divas and then gotten into wrestling. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting because I remember on our first episode, we were joking about how I was like, I don't really understand what like straight, regular ass men see in wrestling. Like, I don't really understand what's fun for like a normie dude like in <laughs> wrestling. And 
arguing the, about booking. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason for that is because I see wrestling as so similar to e-reality television. Mm-hmm. It makes perfect sense to me that you would try to get women to watch um, to pay for the WWE network, to buy the pay-per-views, to do all of that through a reality show like this because it it's so easy. These people understand exactly what they're supposed to do on a reality show because it's what they do every week on Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, like a producer is a booker. Yeah, a producer is totally a booker. And my mom was telling me, and I can't remember who it is, but she said, because my mom does not understand why I like professional wrestling. (laughs) And I've tried to sort of frame it to her. And this is one of the ways I framed it is like, I think reality TV is a very easy way for people who don't watch wrestling to understand when we say that fake and real aren't necessarily the best ways to categorize it. Exactly. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Where like my mom and I were talking about this and I was trying to explain this to her and this is what made her get it was the reality TV comparison because she said I was watching some, um, like it was probably Andy Cohen or something. Some real housewife was being asked about, you know, are the fights on these shows real? And she said, you know, it's like professional wrestling. The fights might be real, but we go into it knowing we're going to get hurt. Yes. And knowing we're going to hurt each other. And she's talking more emotionally than physically, but it's the same idea. Everybody has signed on for this. Nobody is like non-consenting to having drinks thrown in their face and like being screamed at and getting shit talked about them. That is what the game is. Yeah. And so... It's too simplistic to say that reality TV is fake, but obviously it does not capture real life. Yeah. (laughs) And um, and I think that's like, in the same way, wrestling is not a depiction of a real fight, but people are still getting hurt and doing these amazing things. And so fake does not cover that. Yeah. Daniel Bryan's seizure is as real as young Becca Kay's, as Becca Kay's tears on The Bachelor. Like both (laughs) of those things are real. Yeah. They are real outcomes from a worked thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, comparing someone crying about an engagement. It's good. I'm good. Um, (laughs) No, but it makes sense. Yeah. It's, those are, that's real pain. Yeah. But it's pain that you knew you were going to feel. Yeah. I, um, and I think it's also the big, the very much uh, the way the extensions of the universe are done, because it's obviously not just contained to Raw. We're talking about something that is like an extension of the universe, but it's always really fun because I follow wrestling Twitter from our podcast Twitter account Mm -hmm. is seeing how they extend the character online and seeing how they extend it in subtweets and seeing when they kind of break kayfabe too. Like, um, this is probably going to be a little while ago as to this episode, but I don't know if you saw Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes both got really mad at one guy on wrestling Twitter the other night for giving them shit about an actual injury that occurred. Um, but and that did not seem like that was not a work to me. Mm-hmm. That was legitimate anger yeah. on their behalf of just kind of like, hey, we're doing actual performances here. Right. But the the self branding is very interesting because they were they even discuss the branding of how the Bella twins are talking. They even say like our lives from here on out are making our wines and whatever the hell Birdie B is. It's clothes. Yeah, I it's mean, like really basic bitch clothes. Yeah, it's like I, a lot of like very expensive sweatshirts that say like 
Prosecco and coffee. <laughs> I, yeah, because I saw them with like lingerie, but I also knew. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's mostly lingerie. From the episode that the name of their daughter is Birdie. So to name your kid after a sheer bra is like, <laughs> that's a wrestler move. Good for you. Uh, and I think they named the bras after the kid, which is even weirder to me. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they like. She started the company after she had the kid. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. That's just like fucking weird. It's extremely weird. Uh, It's also very interesting to see after, you know, learning instead of the passion of the Christ, the passion of the Daniel Bryan in ring, seeing him be just kind of like a normie vegan dad on a reality show. Yeah, just hanging around his house with his pugs. Yeah, uh, but he's also really good at being that supportive role. He's very sweet. He seems like a really good husband and a really good dad. And it's, it's again, an extension of the heart that Daniel Bryan has. Or in this show, Bryan Danielson. So something I wanted to talk about that I think is very interesting about Total Divas is the way it is sort of... WWE Universe canon and the way that it is not and the way that the people on the show talk about wrestling as a business. Um, I think it's very unique and interesting because in some ways they acknowledge that wrestling is fake and that they're all entertainers, but in some ways they don't. They don't talk about this like they would in a shoot interview. Yeah. So we've talked a little bit about shoot interviews on the show in the past. Basically what that means is if somebody's shooting, that means they're not in character at all. Yes. There's that. And then that you know, took me a second to grasp too. What? <laughs> the shoot thing. Cause I remember you were like a shoot interview and I figured a shoot interview was just like a post interview. Like yeah. a really quick one. <laughs> I didn't know. Now I do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that's the yeah. That's uh, we keep talking about how this is just an extension of it, and that makes the most sense because if you want people, if you want the women who are the demographic for the E E Network to tune in and watch the show, you don't have you don't you don't have them turn on the TV and be like, yeah, you know, I did a heel turn and it was kayfabe, and then I had to do a work, and then the bookers said that (laughs) I'm getting the belt, like so they're just gonna go like, all right, I'm going over to Andy Cohen's penthouse right now. Yeah, this isn't for me. Yeah, exactly. This is for somebody else. Exactly. I think that's definitely part of it. I also just think that it's kind of an old school way of looking at the business is you don't do shoot interviews like you this is who you are and and I think WWE is even more sort of protective of that than a lot of other like indie companies and stuff who like we and we've talked about this a little bit before too they can get a little more like ironic and postmodern and stuff yeah WWE is never self-consciously postmodern in that way and I think this is a very interesting sort of gray area middle ground between um, kayfabe and like non-kayfabe. I think the closest they've gotten to like that weird postmodernism is like John Cena auditioning for Blue's Clues, <laughs> which I still think should have happened. Oh, that it would be great. It would be perfect. Oh my God. I, anyway. <laughs> I want him to do that. But then, so uh, do you know Yadoye Travis? Do you know him? I know uh, that name. He's a very funny comedian, okay. and last year he like had a big campaign to be the new Steve on Blue's Clues, Aww. and he'd be so good. Like he's so he's a sweetie pie. And I, so uh, I support John Cena, but I like Doye, that, I want you Doye to be Steve. I like that Steve lives in Brooklyn, and like I know a couple people who have like been to his apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was a guest host on What a Time to Be Alive once. 
He's a sweetie pie. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. There isn't a lot of postmodernism or irony or any sort of like this stuff that Stokely does. It's just not. Hello, friend of the show, Stokely. (laughs) It's Uh, not self-conscious in that way. It's not self-referential in that same way. It still is in, in other ways, and they're sly about it. But like I said... Total Divas, there's an acknowledgement that this is um, the entertainment business rather than that these people are competitive fighters, but it's still not, like, wholly spelled out that they are, uh, you know, that this is a work. Yeah. And I think that's really interesting. So, as you were saying, there are people who stay in character sort of on the show. You have, like, Lana and Natty being bitches, and, you know, they probably are also bitches in life in some way, but they're definitely playing it up, and it's definitely part of their character on the show. Lana seems like she'd be fun in real life. I mean, they both seem like they'd be a goddamn hoot, but... (laughs) A goddamn hoot is also maybe a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean, the Lana... There's just... Maybe it's just because of the episode I watched where, like, Lana and Rusev, because Lana is married to Rusev, go house hunting in in Bulgaria, and she has to complete, like, a bet of farm tasks. (laughs) It's very cute. It's very cute, and it's also... There was a quick moment in it where, like, she's wearing... Because for whatever inscrutable reason, she's wearing a bikini while milking a cow. Um, whatever. Uh, who, if has I look, a, who has? If I had her body, I would also. Yeah. Dress like if that. I looked like her, I would just be wearing a bikini all the time. Exactly. Um, but to go back to your wrestling is four years behind thing, the pattern of her bikini is definitely something that you would have bought in like 2010 at Forever 21. It's like this weird space pattern thing. Uh, it's just it's funny. It's fun. But they also have them acknowledging it in funnier ways like they have because uh who is it not maurice carmella Uh, carmella has the the, money in the bank the money in the bank and then natty has the title natty has the title and they have them carmella has just moved to be near natty and they go over to each other's places and they have them out on the counter and so it's a double-edged sword right like it's kind of very i found it to be very funny because it's like they have their shit out on the counter next to the palm olive and a half empty bottle of wine. And if you look <laughs> at my kitchen counter right now, you have our business cards, the palm olive and a half empty bottle of wine. Yeah. So it's sort of it becomes almost relatable in a weird way of like it's like having your purse on yeah. a couch. Well, it's interesting because and I think this speaks to it being this sort of weird gray area is you take these. Um, we talked on the Daniel Bryan show we did about relics in wrestling and like a title is a relic and uh, the money in the bank suitcase is a relic. So you take these very special vaunted objects out of their context in a wrestling ring (laughs) and you put them in a very mundane context and that makes it seem like, you know, casual and everyday. But at the same time, these objects are posed by the camera crew. Hey, while you guys are talking about your title reign and your money in the bank suitcase, let's put out the props that are out here. So it's like, it's, it's kind of both. It was, yeah, it was very clearly prop set out, but I don't know if it was intentional or not to not clean up the rest of the countertop. Yeah, no, I think it was all intentional to like, let's just have these casually out, you know? And like, this is just our life. And like, obviously obviously these are rich people, but because we're used to watching Real Housewives and Kardashians and stuff, they're sort of like middle class 
quote end quote not actual middle class no reality one, tv middle class reality tv yeah. middle class exactly no one email us about that <laughs> um reality tv middle class where they're like they still have like i think i think there's some ikea furniture like they may <laughs> we have, were debating about carmella and big Cass's sectional <laughs> rachel thinks it's from ikea i it's, think it's nicer just because to get a couch that's big enough for a seven foot tall person i think you have to go somewhere else I, that's my argument. <laughs> that's fair. I definitely think that a headboard for Daniel Bryan and Daniel Bryan's house was on Amazon, mostly because I, oh, I looked, believe that. Uh, mostly because I have looked at that headboard on Amazon. <laughs> uh, so. You too could have the same headboard as wrestling genius Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too mean to call him a brain genius. <laughs> um, but so there's, there's all these meta and there what's fun about like sort of again that close to meta commentary about it is that it calls back to some of our favorite things about other reality shows like probably what is now I don't know if groundbreaking is the right word, but it's the one that popped into my head. Sort of just like the beginning of that era of a reality show kind of winking at the camera to tell you, this is a work, this is not real, which is the ending of The Hills. Mm -hmm. And for those who are listening to this who do not know the ending of The Hills, the ending of The Hills, which I have talked about on the show before, I think, but it's that two characters one they're leaving each other because it's the end of the show and it's the end of their narrative and they're driving away in a limo and there's a sad phantom planet knockoff song (laughs) a drone shot of like a drone shot and somebody's crying in a limo and then it ends and the camera pulls up and you see a set and you see her run out of it and they're like oh we got the shot and then i remember specifically on best week ever uh, how it, everyone was talking about like, oh my God, what was this? Was this real? We have to unpack this, etc. And I remember kind of having like a snotty reaction like, y'all thought that was real the whole time? Yeah, of course that wasn't real. Of course that wasn't real. Like, like the way it was shot was so obviously yeah, produced. From Laguna Beach onward. And it <laughs> yeah. was very produced. But because they did that wink and not at the camera, it really set off this era of reality TV that we have now where the Kardashians acknowledge their fame and they're no longer playing like kooky characters next door. Yeah. They are playing Kardashians, which is who they are. And then you have kind of, I don't think this is a hot take. Some would. I think regardless of how problematic Kim Kardashian's behavior is and like Kim Kardashian is a problematic person like Kim Kardashian has very weird relation weird is a light way of putting Kim Kardashian's relationship with like the black community and appropriation Kim Kardashian is a smart person Kim Kardashian is a in my opinion a genuinely like scarily smart person if you haven't read her GQ interview with Katie Weaver it is one of the best things that you can read about like Kim Kardashian the brand and it's kind of her version of like winking at the camera and being like I know what I'm fucking doing yeah um and I think if you watch anything um about like Paris Hilton back in the day she was very similar in the sense of like that baby voice like all that that's hot shit like that's a work that's not how she actually speaks that's it's completely a work I think the world's most famous work is the stop being poor shirt yeah exactly it really is and I think when we talk about how the Bella twins are good at their job and John Cena is good at their job, they're good at their jobs in the way that the is the way that Kim Kardashian is good at her job. Yes. It's a very similar sort of, uh, knowledge of this weird space that they occupy in our culture. Yeah. And 
the show deals with that really interestingly. Like, again, we were talking about that money in the bank uh, suitcase sitting out and the title sitting out while they're having this conversation. And while Natty and Carmela are having this conversation, Natty says, at this point in the show, she has just won the women's title. Yeah. And she's talking about how she's happy she won the women's title, but now all she can think about is whether they're going to take it away from her. And the way she's talking about it, she's like, I just want to keep doing a good job so they don't take it away from me. And you know in that moment, she's not talking about, I want to make sure I fight real good. Like, she's not playing into the kayfabe of wrestling. No. She's talking about the company she works for and how they decide who gets the title. Yep. So they'll talk about things in that way, but they won't talk about things the way that I assume wrestlers actually talk about wrestling with each other. Like that's not really the way that it gets talked about. I mean, they will never ever say uh, heel and face on the show. Like that's never going to happen. They don't do any of that carny stuff. And I think that's again, because there's this sort of, semblance of this curtain and I think it's important to people who work in that industry to keep some things for themselves even though we live in this like super uh smarky time where everybody knows it's a work and everybody like is super into like sort of the backstage stuff I think people in this industry are very protective of that and they're like I know you all know but like this is ours and this is this is this is part of my job is that we don't talk about it this this is goes back to what we've said about Sasha too where it's she I'm here to do my job I have to keep who I am for myself and I think that's a thing that a lot of people who are famous or in the public eye is that you keep some things yourself. Uh, One of my favorite versions of that is uh, when Mariah Carey had her nuts cribs episode. Yeah. She refused to show them her bedroom. Yeah. Because she was like, no, that's, that's mine. That's such a good episode of cribs. Oh, oh my, God. my God. People always talk about the uh, Staten Island um, red, red man one. Is it Red Man or is it Master Man? P, right? It's No, it's not Master P. Master P's not in Staten Island. That's just the one I remember that was awesome. Uh, the one where he's in the duplex? It is oh, the, no, that one's really good. Uh, I think that was Red Man. Yeah. That was Red Man. Uh, that episode is, is like all time. The one where Chris Pontius... <laughs> Chris is, fucking ruled. Chris was so good. And the one where Chris Pontius it gives, gives you a tour of the car he was living in is one of my favorite ones. But there is... or there, That is another interesting thing of like... I'm not showing you this. Mariah Carey was like, I'm not showing you this. And I have Marilyn Monroe's piano and I'm not showing you it. Yeah, it's it's mine. It's mine. (laughs) I think with wrestling too, part of it is just sort of respect for the business and respect for the industry. And it's Mm -hmm. like, this is how this is done. This is like, we're carnies. This is our weird family. Yep. Doesn't matter how much you know about this. You're not in our family. And I respect that a lot. Like, because I think there's a little bit of that in stand up too. And like, I really identify with it. Oh yeah. And I always love, I always love shows like reality shows where like all the cast members go on vacation together. The vacation episodes are the best. That's why I watch the Cabo one. Yeah. Cause it also ends with somebody throwing someone's (laughs) luggage and their phone in the ocean. Natty, Natty throws, Natty throws all of Lana's stuff. It looks like she's throwing it at the end of the episode. It's a cliffhanger and it looks like she's throwing it into the ocean. And then another thing that happens right after that, that is again, fascinating from the shoot work perspective is Lana starts yelling at her and she goes, I will take my top off so they can't use this footage and we will fight. Yeah. Like, I like, thought that was great. She's like, the cameras are coming off. 
because my tits are going to be out. Like it's, which is, is perfect reality show logic. It's so good. Yeah. And it's also not true. Cause they'll just use the blur tool yes. like crazy. Like, please Lana, take your shirt off. Please. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird self-aware threat and it's way more or less of a warning for her and way more her just being like, turn these off. I just need to make sure my phone is good. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear the sploosh in the ocean. I thought, no, you well, heard that, a thud. Yeah. So you like, you find out in the next episode, she, I mean, it, it's still like pretty crazy. She still throws it onto this like jetty, but it doesn't go in the ocean. She gets all her stuff back. It's okay. I thought Natty goes and finds it. I thought know. it was weird that it looked like an iPhone five in 2017. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, some of us, I have an iPhone S. Okay. Well, we are we're not wrestlers. That's I true. I have a cracked iPhone. I 6. don't have a mansion in Bulgaria. Yeah. Although neither does she. She decided to get the village house. Remember that? Oh yeah. No, that was also. So the other one we watched is Lana and Rusev go search for a house in Bulgaria. <laughs> and it made me really like Rusev because he basically just wanted to buy an old, like, Soviet block. Yeah. House. Yeah. We decided Rusev's a comrade because he wants to live in like old Soviet uh, tract housing. If you we feel like him. ruining for that, that for us, we can't stop you. Um, <laughs> but I also, it's fun watching their parents gone because there's definitely legacy kids who. Yeah. Who it was. Uh, that episode is really interesting because you see three sets of parents. Mela's dad walks in and I just started laughing because I was like, that guy was a wrestler because he's fucking huge. <laughs> he's huge and he has bad facial hair, which is yeah. how you know. And then you see Rusev's old Bulgarian dad smoking a cigarette <laughs> and just being a large man. A large Bulgarian man and his <laughs> mom, Slavka. Slavka, Slavka <laughs> is like the MacGuffin of Eastern European names. <laughs> <laughs> it is wild. Yeah. Is Slavka. Good. Slavka. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just, I really like, uh, Lana and Rusev's relationship. They're really cute. I'm sad we didn't get to watch any of, um, uh, Naomi and, uh, Jay Uso. I think it's Jay. I can't remember if she's married to Jimmy or Jay, but she's married to one of the Usos. Oh, and they're really cute. Like I, um, I'm probably going to watch a lot of these later. Uh, yeah, and it's just, I can't believe we didn't talk about this prior to sort of diagramming out this episode, um, but we both have a little bit of experience with being on reality shows. Do we? You were on Roast Battle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of a reality show. We didn't do, like, backstage, I guess we did do backstage interviews. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I've been on reality TV. And so have (laughs) I. I was on a TLC one-off pilot called Geek Love. Aw. What did you do on it? uh, Oh, boy. The, 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 basically the plot of geek love was that people were doing speed dating at Comic-Con and then Mm -hmm. it followed their dates. Mm -hmm. I did not do the speed dating, but I was with, and he listens to the show. So hello to Chris, a friend of mine who I dated for three years from when I was 19 to 23, but we were just walking around Comic-Con together. I was in full costume as Zatanna Zatara. If you already were wondering if I'm insufferable or not. (laughs) And he was in like a, I think he was in a Scott Pilgrim t-shirt or something like that. I literally stumbled into the cameras filming Geek Love. And I was like, oh, what are you guys doing? Uh, And they were like, oh, we're shooting a reality show about um, dating as a nerd. And they turned to us and they were like, oh, we need testimonials from actual couples. Are you guys dating? And Chris and I turned to look to each other in the eye and we were just like, yes yeah. we are yeah it's dating. like saying it's your birthday at hard rock cafe or yeah whatever. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah we're dating yeah we're definitely <laughs> dating even though we had broken up so yeah. we did an interview about it what it was like if like oh does being a nerd enter into the bed like what it was yeah. dumb the, the show was <laughs> dumb but even did you ever see the pilot my dad and i watched the show 
and there's a spot where they're like talking about like oh did you guys bond over being nerds and stuff and etc and then it ends with us giving each other a very platonic peck on the lips Mm -hmm. and that was it and my dad I remember turned to me and was like you were what sold the show like they have all these nerds going on the dates but you are the reality that they are going after and Mm -hmm. I was like yeah but it's fake and he was like that doesn't matter and then you know 10 years later I got into wrestling Um, (laughs) no I've never I've never watched my roast battle it's it's more like eight I watched your uh I watched the episode that you were on which one? I was on uh, two. You, the first one that aired. With when it, Chris, the big guy with the Yeah, the one hair. with Cubis. Future wrestles plenty of guests, Chris Cubis. He's a big wrestling Future fan. or maybe past. Or maybe know. past, depending on when this comes out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I watched that one. You were good. Did, did they show our interviews? Because we did do brief interviews before and after. They showed you were one of the talking heads very briefly. Yeah, so it's like, it was kind of a reality show, but not really. Like they Yeah, really... I think yours is probably realer than mine was. There is a lot of fun analysis you can do with reality shows and like how they mirror real life and how they don't um and it's a little for me it was definitely the jumping off point of what helps me get into wrestling is acknowledging is how it's like this thing yeah framing it this way so after watching this we haven't watched a ton of the women's roster who who from this just based on total divas performances who do you want to see wrestle naomi Naomi. Naomi. She was great. She was because she wasn't really involved in the drama, but her talking head commentary was really good. (laughs) So, you know, she's good on mic. Yeah. So, you know that she has a certain talent for that. They showed a little a bunch of clips of her wrestling and she seemed like a really fun wrestler. She's super fun. She has like one of my favorite intros, like my favorite entrances, because it's like this big like EDM song and it gets super black and like super black light, like dark neon she comes out she has like neon hair yeah she there's a whole episode of total divas that's really interesting especially given what we were talking about about sort of how they acknowledge the business where naomi has the belt she wins the championship and she's like i it doesn't look good in my entrance because my entrance is all black light and there's nothing illuminating on the belt so it's just this big black space so she goes and she gets lights put on the belt and it's like this big thing because like she didn't clear it with WWE. She just did it. Ooh. And like it's and she ends up getting sort of rewarded for doing that because it's like it was a good idea and it like looks way better and everything. But it's just this idea of like you have to take these sort of gambles in this business. Yeah. It was really interesting. But anyway, yeah, she's awesome. Um, she was great. I liked uh, it made me want to watch Natty. Natty seems like a <laughs> really fun heel. She's I so like that she's hateable. Kind of shaped like a <laughs> box <laughs> like like her body like your shoulders are very square and I think she's it's, broad yeah she's broad <laughs> she can fuck you up uh and I made me want to I mean I know it's divas it made me want to watch more Rusev I know <laughs> um sorry I know that's bad he's <laughs> great though he's so fun yeah, the focus should be the women <laughs> it's uh, true. who else is on the show I want to go back and watch some Bella Twins wrestling me too you know this show made me way more interested in them I was not really uh watching when they were in their prime like I started watching kind of right when they were getting out of the out of the business yeah um they're probably gonna come back i mean they were in the uh women's rumble yeah this year or at least nikki was i think brie was too. they just guest hosted on one of like the hq knockoff trivia acts oh yeah on a wwe themed game oh yeah and they were great they did the first half and the second half together they yeah they're cute. pros yeah they're pros they're very good at it uh they they just they're fun i'm probably gonna watch a bunch more of these because i uh 
I like my reality shows where people are screaming at each other because they're coming down from drugs poorly, like <laughs> Vanderpump Rules. But this was a lot more calming than I expected. Yeah, it's definitely more upbeat than a lot of reality shows because you like the clusterfucks. You like I the real, like, the grim shit. And this is not that. <laughs> like, again, because it's, I don't think the realist it's still in the wwe universe of having to be like relatively clean relatively positive i don't think anybody on any wwe related thing is going to be screaming at each other because they did too many uppers the night before just because they take care of their bodies so well Mm, they they do some uppers yeah i I will venture to guess uh people in wwe do some drugs i'm I'm pretty sure not on a vanderpump (laughs) rules level Probably not, yeah. Probably not on the Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, I was. I can't believe I didn't think about Vanderpump Rules more with this because I guess it's just they're just two wildly different shows. Yeah, like Vanderpump Rules is still trying to convince you that they work in a restaurant, which is very funny, which is absurd. Although, (laughs) although actually, I should ask you this: Um, Do you know the name of the restaurant in Vanderpump Rules? It's it. I used to know it. I don't anymore. It's Sir. Do you know what Sir stands for? What? Sexy, unique restaurant. Yes. <laughs> Which is one of my favorite things. That's uh, so good. So I, now I want. Ah, oh, they won't ever have a crossover because it's two different networks. Damn. Oh man. Uh, well, I think Sexy Unique Restaurant is probably a good place to end. Sexy Unique Wrestlers. It's, they <laughs> didn't spell it the same so way. So woof. Wrestlers. Sue. Wrestlers. It's Suey. We're changing it. Wrestlers. Sexy Unique Wrestlers. There yeah. we go. Um, as usual, this is a ton of fun to make. Thank you for listening to it. Um, if you want to do the end roll call, Kath. Sure. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much uh, for listening. Please rate. Uh, review subscribe on iTunes that super helps us out if you could leave us a nice review even if you don't want to write anything just do the little stars that's always good too Um, we are wrestlesplania at gmail.com we are wrestlesplania on twitter Illy Boshin made our logo Uh, thank you to west coast producer Hunk Tears regular ass New York producer Nate Vrunt Um, Lamagna Lamagna And uh, yeah, I think that's probably yeah. it. Everything, right? Uh, and thank you, thank you guys so much. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.